Some people born with it, some people not. Mm -hmm. That's just determination. Some right. people are born, they're gonna go get it, and some people talk about it and never do it, right? Welcome to the Zyde Inspire Podcast. I'm Jerome, I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. So I'm back with another episode of the podcast. And yeah, like I'm glad to be back. Um, it's one again on my own, but I've got at least two to three more that I've organised with other people. So yeah, waiting on availability X, Y, and Z, and yeah, book studio and get it, get it, get it done. So yeah, obviously my last one was talking about the future is. So I'm going to expand more on that with a guest that is as passionate and interested as me in the topic. Um, and yeah, as everyone knows, I'm passionate about. I'm a passionate person, but personal development is literally key to everything I do. I'm a guy on the path. I'm a guy trying. I'm a guy doing. Um, so, yeah, I want to be more consistent with the pod. Um, on average, people upload one a week. There's so many out, but rely on one thing, which is myself, which is what this podcast is going to be about, which is about investing in yourself, investing time in yourself. And, yeah, you're just literally your best asset. And I just want to kind of people to understand that part of it in terms of investing money. You know, first you've got to invest time and split that time. Um, I have talked about this other podcast, but I'm going to just kind of go into different things. Um, yeah, man, it's been really, really good, like, the last couple of weeks, man. Like, you know, it's, it's half of the year. It's everyone where they want to be. If not, it's fine. Um, review and project and see what else you want to do. So... The main thing you got to do is take risks again on yourself. Nothing's going to be 100% the way you want. It's not always going to work out the way you want, but at the end of the day, at least you try. And I want to put my first quote out there because this is something that I always go back to on my vision board and it's something that I always want to make sure that the journey is always going to be rigid, but it's really okay. And you can keep going if you know how to refine it and correct it. So it's okay not to know what to do, but it's not okay not to try. So what that says to me, and that's what I was in a school, by the way, so don't tell any kids this, that it's okay to get things wrong, make mistakes and learn and grow from them, no matter how hard the process is. And struggling is real. Like if you don't struggle, it's not earned, you know. I heard I heard um, a quote from Andrew Tate actually, and he was saying that the reason why people value a six pack from a man is because it's hard to obtain. And people would love it, you know, and, and to have one for themselves and they know that it takes work. Like, anything takes work. And I'm a champion of work and I'm definitely a workaholic. I would definitely say that I enjoy working. I enjoy working towards something. I enjoy working on things. I love seeing things materialize. And I love the journey, you know. And for me, I'll never stop. That's a fact. I'll never stop. I've done at least 70 plus episodes, most of them my own, most of them with people, because I generally one enjoy it and I one love giving out information. And there's not a lot of podcasts like that in the UK. Hold tight to Max, my boy, like that are giving out actionable steps, things that are really helping. And yeah, man, like for me, like I just do this with no, obviously I, I have high expectations always, right? But I never do this with like, oh my God, like I want to hit this million, this sub, this and that. I just keep doing it with the core thing, which is to motivate and inspire people. So, um, yeah man just try and fail fail as much as you can fail forward as they say and trial and error you know you don't have to know everything um, you have to know enough to start right and a lot of people don't even get to the start so pat yourself on the back for even just starting anything you want to do because life is short so 
um, yeah, man. And and that's that's the first thing I would definitely say is investing that time in reading, studying, um, yeah, and just going for things that you want to do. The best investment you can make is in you. You know, the best thing you can do is focus on the things you got to do to progress as a human. And the second thing really is, is your circle. I call this the circle of five, the people that you're talking to and seeing daily, weekly, monthly. Are these people motivating you, inspire you? Are these people in positions you want to be in? Are you having consistent conversations? And the best thing about investing in relationships is that most people, when you meet them, they always want to go somewhere. So in about five, ten years, right, it's like a stock, right? You invest money in something that, again, is going to materialize over time. It might not make a difference today, but in, in the future, in five, ten years, you'll be like, wow, I knew Jerome when he just had the podcast, or I knew this one when he'd done this, and I saw his growth. Like, when someone sees your growth, that inspires them on a whole different level when someone's seeing you from seed to tree it's an amazing thing and like that's why i'm big on inspiration i'm big on observation as well because a lot of people are watching you and i'm big on conversations everyone knows this so you know i always run down the things i've been going through and what i've been doing and the book why conversations matter i want to go through quickly everybody the process of the book it's been a while on and off never stopped and i would say that i got inspired by more or less, again, people I know. So, you know, I sort of, my sister wrote a book and then one guy I worked with in the school wrote a book and he wrote, I figure I wrote a second one now and I want to understand how I was going to creatively work on the book. And I want to drop my first <laughs> book before I talk about my process, which is hyper-focus. And I just finished the book, like, it took me a few months. I didn't rush it. I've done it in bits. It was an audio book. And the best thing I got from the book really is like how to work productively and less is more, take breaks, um, and knowing what the distractions are. It's one of the best books I've got, maybe because I'm obsessed about productivity. I'm obsessed about working. They say smart, not hard, you know. I, I want to know what I'm, my flaws are. So I read books that are going to help me be more productive, get more results, and, you know, be more close to the position from where I am and where I want to be. So that book is 100%. You know me, I drop books, I read books, I'm writing a book. Hyper Focus by Chris Bailey is literally one of the best books about productivity, 100%. Um, anyway, my book is like transcripts, basically. I put audio in my phone. My phone's always with me. My, my, my ideas will come and go, and I need something I can just quickly capture it, and then now you can transcript it, put it in the computer. So on Sunday, I'm going to start a process where I get my, my notes, listen back, make make notes. I've already got a title. I've already got a contents page, so it's about collating and putting them all together because it's all random thoughts and sporadic ideas from my mind from mouth and you know it needs to be organized so um yeah and there's so many things that happened along the way as well that's going to help me um complete the book and i will start with maybe like two hours on um, this weekend and then literally dedicate myself to at least an hour a day every day or every other day and then review and in the weekend coming up and say okay cool where am i now because i really want to finish it um, it's a passion of mine. I want people to understand. Not even to have the same passion I have about conversations and, and, and relationships, but to understand it on a, on a scientific level. Again, I've read books around this that's helped me write this. So, yeah, I think it's going to be really good and I want to publish it, everything. So, anyway, everyone knows I'm a youth mentor. I work with the youth. They're the future. Sports and mentoring is my remit. And, again, I'm working in a place where I was born and raised, West London, in the boroughs of Ealing, Hilden, Hounslow, Hammersmith, and we're going to Brent because that's northwest, just outside of west. We're doing boxing, uh, basketball, football, and table tennis. 
I specifically want to work with Key Stage 3 students, uh, and that's age 12 to 15, because I believe that's a really, really great year for youth development and how much I needed guidance at that age. And if I needed a little bit of support, I was going to be there. And the best thing about what I do is that I'm doing it in the area that I'm, I live in, and I see the kids all the time, and it just makes me think that all the adults are around me. Even if there was something small role they played, I had a basketball coach, right? And he wasn't my direct coach. He wasn't someone that worked with me. He was just working around the facilities of the young people I was around. And I still remember him to this day. So if imagine someone's actually trying to make an effort in your life. You know, I remember seeing a youth that I mentored when he was 15. Now he's 19. You know, I gave him my number the other day and I was like, just call me. So we have this thing. Well, this is my thing anyway. We have two types of mentoring, which I realized that it needs to be referral based so young people are coming to you and then there's be intervention based where there's adults around the young people that might need um a mentor or a young person and, and the young person is not really receptive you need to have people that can build them blocks build that trust be able to break them barriers and you know if they're not engaging how to really create that and that's really hard and again that's well, I'm going to go into my next book drop, which is about um, emotional intelligence, you know. So this is the next book drop. It's called The Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Anderson. And this book was recommended again by me for a conversation. I was having with a young, someone that works with young people like me. And there was like, oh my God, Jerome, you got good emotional intelligence. And all I can take this back into when I worked in a school, when the first time I was a manager in my life. And I really just went back to the managers I've had in my life. I've had so many jobs good managers, bad managers, took bits and bobs. And the ones that were personable, the ones that were fair, the ones that were honest, the ones that helped people develop. And when I left, one of the biggest achievements was my team who never worked in schools before, gave them the right guidance. I was a mentor, you know, and, and someone said, oh, I learned a lot of you. The other people were just great. And, and, and I let people do their thing. I think that's my thing. It's like, they say treat people how you want to be treated. And I done um, a training the other week and it was saying, Literally last week, you know, it was saying, you know, in the youth mentoring stuff that I do on Sundays, it was saying, treat people how they want to be treated. And I really want to rethink that. Don't want to go to my next book drop, but it's kind of true in a way. Like, it's like, we have the general, um, unique way of wanting to be loved, cared for, X, Y, and Z, food, clothing, shelter. Everyone needs that, right? You treat people well, you want to be treated well. You don't want to be spoken to a certain way and dealt with a certain way, right? Um... You know, like even today, well, I, you know, I went to the barber shop. Didn't even ask my barber if he wanted a drink. I just got him the drink and gave him the drink. You know, it's like I know his heart. He's, he's working up and down in the shop. He might, he might have not had a break. So I'm thinking, like, he might be thinking, oh, I haven't got time to get water. I've come there as a client and said, look, here's a bottle of water. You know, so treat people how they want to be treated, and you want to be treated. You know, and it's general and vague, but it's like. I always look at it like, you know, people got problems they don't talk about. People got things they're going through. So they got to still go to work every day. So it's about having that balance of respect and trust. And you have to have really good people skills. So understanding people's emotions, emotional states, understanding how people would like to learn and what that, you know, I always go against the norms, right? So again, my main thing was like letting them do what they want, make their own mistake. I remember someone above me telling me, no, they need training. I was like, this is training. I learned like that. No one needs to tell me. If you're self-driven and they came with ideas and I've done it, you know, and we, 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 we're in this work way of like, um, I don't know what to even call it. It's like, we're just going to told to do what to do and do it. Yeah. Just follow instructions. Done. We don't want to be able to open ideas and do new things and try new things. Like, how do we know what's, what's going to work and what's not going to work if we don't try it? And that's the whole, <laughs> back to my quote of this, okay, you know, not to know, but it's okay not to try and, 
you know, we don't know if things are going to work unless they work. We can never know. I never want to knock an idea because um, you never know what can come of it. Um, anyway, that's that's what I was talking about with my mentoring. But, you know, with the mentoring, like my main aim again, like I think I spoke about before, is going to schools, off-school clubs, Saturdays. Um, so the next thing is the summer holidays. Um, this is the second summer. Kids are just finishing secondary school. Um, and I think that for me personally, even though I do 12 to 15, I really want to open up to the older teens, the people that are in their late teens in terms of people that are school leavers going to university, sixth formers, or people that are just leaving school going into college. That's a real transition, just like the primary is a transition from primary to secondary. It's really important uh, to get that part in, part right, because you know part of the conversation I'm going to have with my next guest is, again, education. And education was built um, industrial revolution to create jobs the way of work and where we're working and the way people can earn a living has changed to when I was a kid and that wasn't that long ago so we can't even do the same things your teacher done or even your parents done to you know be successful in the work we're working world because I got my first job at 17 and I'm still working so you know I think that the young people got a whole different way in the next how many years, they're going to be working longer than us, right? A lot of us maybe are halfway through, unfortunately, close to the pension age of 65. Young people are going to be more or less in the, you know, the first 10, 15 years of working in the way we're going to work it, which is the future of work. Um, don't want to go too much into it. Done it in my last episode. Going to speak about it in my, with my next guest in my next episode. But yeah, that's why I'm passionate about the youth, passionate about youth development. And the summer holidays is going to be from the 24th of July to the 1st of September. And again, it's about running programs for the six weeks. And again, you're just looking at key ages as well, um, you know, in, and focusing on youth development. That's kind of my core. Um, again, we're always looking for new mentors. Again, you know, if anyone's interested, you know, it'll be really, really, we, all we really, really want to see, I'll be honest with you, is competence and, and willingness. We don't want you to know everything, right? So like I said, we have in-house training and stuff like that. So it's about, having that willingness to say, yeah, I want to work with youth, the passion, having that competence to like do well, things well. And it's very hard to do, we don't want you to be perfect. But what I'm saying is that we want someone to come back and say, look, I can't get through to this young person. How do we, you know, you come to us. We've got a million more things to do. It'll be great for you to work um, in a team where we can brainstorm ideas because not everyone has the ideas. We will have to work together to create something that's going to work. So, yeah, man, um, that's that's basically on the youth work side. And like I said, like, I've got to drop another book because this book was something that I picked up during lockdown and it was literally kind of the same thing I'm talking about of, like, thinking again. And if we don't try new things or if we don't question ourselves and rethink things, we're not going to create new ideas and have innovation. For me, that's what innovation is. Innovation is, is born out of creativity and brainstorming and problem solving, right? So if we don't step back and rethink what we've done, that's why reflecting is so powerful. How do we know where we're going to go or what's going to go wrong or how we're going to, you know, um, architect our way, right, into engineering a way to be successful? So I think that's what I'm saying. Like, everything is like that. Your work, problem solving, you know, it's all going to be part of that creative mind, that spark of rethinking and things we don't know or we thought we knew. So again, the little thing about... You know, I always want to move, like, treat people how I want to be treated. But somebody just, you know, had a presentation the other day to treating people how they want to be treated. That made me rethink um, my approach. Not saying my approach was wrong. It was about, again, trying to make things different and better. Because how are we going to do better if we don't try things? So the next book I'm going to drop is called Think Again by Adam Grant. Again, amazing book about the things I just spoke about. 
please go and get that. I've just picked up a book actually, which I mm, I probably saw someone read the book and I put it in my Amazon bucket. I do that a lot, right? And I, I question the person about the book because the title is so, like, it hooks you in and it immediately makes you think about exactly um, what, the, what the book might be about, you know, and because, you know, it's got a swear word on, on the title. Um, but the book is called Everything is Effed, a book about hope. And so far, I'm not going to lie to you, like, even though, like, I like to read books about, you know, business and entrepreneurship and mindset, this is just like a life book. This is talking about self-control. This is talking about uncomfortable truths. And right now, I've only just gotten to the second chapter, but it's talking about the thinking brain and the feeling brain. And sometimes when I listen to these books, I really try to understand where my understanding is from the from listening to it and then maybe re-listening and researching. Because that's what I do. I pause audio books. I go and, you know, make notes and I go and Google stuff and go and read other stuff. So again, the last book about hyperfocus was about scatter focus. Now having breaks is important. And, you know, having break in between tasks, it helps you be more productive in the long run, not going from task to task, um, which was my work process before. I used to do that so much until I um, understood that process. But yeah, it's a book about hope, man. And understanding what hope is, faith as well goes into religion, why people hang on to religion, what that means. Um, yeah, like there's so much things to go into. Again, I haven't um, finished the book, but I've just started it and I, I would definitely recommend something that's literally just sparked an interest in me. Um, and again, it's not all just about reading books about business. It's about reading books about life as well. So they've got different parts to it. The first part is about hope. Um, the second part is about everything is effed. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting so far. And I really, really am looking forward to finishing the book. Um, and the next thing I'm going to drop actually, because this is something that's actually relevant to what I'm talking about, which is about making things stick and making, you know, things rememberable, like remembering things, right? Memories live longer than people do. And, if you break down things into a story form, people can visualize it and, and just like rap, right? I love music, I love rapping. So my best rappers are the storytellers, the ones that can literally paint a picture in your mind and, and be relatable too. But if you can paint a picture in your mind, story, songwriting in general, not even about rapping, it's just about painting pictures in people's minds with words, right? And again, this book was recommended to me by someone that was reading it. Um, and, so, and I asked them what it was about and they said to me, um, it's, it's, it's the art and science of remembering everything. And for me, I've got a really bad memory. And, um, you know, when I look at some of these books that I'm reading, it is the storyline. If you go and look at a film, the storyline is, the for me, that's what I look for, more than the lights, cameras, and action, it's the storyline. Can I follow it? Is it interesting? Is it relatable? You know, and for me, like, I look at, it like that. I need to even look at the the book format because I'm writing one now and how I want to um, construct it. Um, so yeah, that book is called Moonwalking by Joshua Fear, and yeah, literally it's about telling stories. That's how people remember things, and that's how pe- it sticks in people's mind. And yeah, man, so far, like you know, this year is looking good for myself, um, and I'm just going for the things I'm talking about. I'm doing what I'm saying. I'm doing them at a rapid rate. People tell me to chill. I don't sleep much. I work a lot. I'm definitely a workaholic, 100%. And, you know, I do get times where I hit the wall. I do get times where I feel like, 
I don't feel like I'm even doing too much. I feel like I'm doing what I need to be doing. I'll be honest with you. But I'm a human. I'm, you know, I've got a brain and a heart and a body like everybody. My, my ambition is, is high. And again, I don't want to regret. I don't want to be here, but like, oh, I wish I did. You know, and if you put the work in, this is a good quote that I always go back to. Again, it's on my vision board about putting the work in, right? And if you put in the work, the results will come. Nothing happens without work. And there's 168 hours in a week, right? And you got to trade that time. Even if you got to trade that time now, and I want everyone to hear this, for £9.50, £12, whatever it is, national living wage, if you reinvest that money in another area of your life to change your life, it could be stocks, could be a business, could be real estate, could be in a course, it's all going to pay long term. You know, that's why patience is so key. And every family has a person who breaks the chain of poverty. I want to be the blessing for my entire family. That's my drive. My drive really is for the second name, not really the first name. Like, I want people to, mostly my family, to be inspired and motivated me to change their own life. I don't even want anything from it. And even if you're just seeing someone go for it, you know, like 50 said, get rich or die trying. You know, even if you see someone going for it, and that even just makes you start. You don't have to be in a position of I don't believe anyway because I believe everything starts in the mind and you got to speak things to existence so even if I don't have the greatest thing on earth or I'm not at the top of the mountain I haven't put a million pounds in my bank the day will come that that's definitely what I believe because if you're working towards something something comes out of it that's why it's so important that if you are working and you think oh, why am I not hitting this why am I not go back to the drawing board productivity how they be more productive? How do I get results? Why am I not getting results? What do I need to do different? Because that's what it is. It's about changing the way. And never give up. Never give up on yourself. And the world is filled with people that talk about things and never do them. Don't let that be you. Like, don't. And it's not too late. You can look at the New Year's and be like, look, I put the work in. I really invested in myself. I've done things that I was scared of. And I was disciplined, you know. And I think discipline is one of the biggest skills that we can all have. Because if you let your feelings, this goes back to the book about the feeling brain. If you let your feelings take over you, you're not going to do nothing. And I'll be brutally honest today, right now on this podcast, I didn't want to record today. I've had a really busy day. I've literally got things to do after this. So I'm like, I literally wanted to save, I don't know, an hour and a half to be like, oh, I'm not going to record a podcast. But consistency is the key. I need to be disciplined. I need to push myself to do it regardless. Because to be honest, history has shown me Every time I push myself, not just the podcast, every time I push myself to be consistent and record, when I finish it and I listen back, I'm like, you know, I'm glad I recorded it. But if I was guided by my feelings, I don't feel like it. Uh, I can't be bothered. There wouldn't be the, the, this effort to put out these episodes and, and, and do them the way I'm doing them. So I'm happy and I'm glad. And even where I am right now in my life, like even though I'm working towards things, I'm happy where I am. I'm grateful. I'm appreciative for everything I have right now because... A lot of people would wish to be in your, your position, even if you think your position is not the best position. Trust me, somebody would want to be in your position. So, yeah, I'm going to leave you with this. If you don't step forward, you'll always be in the same position. So you need to take risks on yourself or you're going to lose the chance. Take every opportunity you can. If you're young, not anything under 25, do everything you're saying. And if you fail, it doesn't matter. You're still going to try again tomorrow. This is Jerome from Desire to Inspire Podcast, and I'm out.